Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, VP family. It is Thursday, March 10. Um, I'm Kim Hauer with Joy Spanninga again today. Um, I'm just going to give a big shout out since it is March 10 today. It is Kennedy's 16th birthday. Woohoo! Yay, so, Kennedy! We're recording this ahead of time, but on March 10, we will be going to the Secretary of State, I'm sure, just to make sure she has her license all in check and she'll be able to drive off on her own. Um, that'll be number two for us. So I'm not that terribly nervous about it. Wow, she grew up so fast. I know. These kids, they do that. Um, so anyway, happy birthday, Kennedy. She probably won't be listening, but um, <laughs> if you see her after this recording, feel free to give her a happy birthday. Hug or high five or whatever. She would love it or hate it. I don't know, but it's all right. <laughs> so uh, thankful Thursday. Obviously, I'm thankful for uh, my newly 16-year-old who will be driving um, herself to her own places um, and I don't have to transport her necessarily anymore. So that will be a big relief. I'm down to one that I have to run around everywhere. Yay. How about you, Joy? What are you thankful for today? For me, I just took on a new position at work and I am thankful for this position. I loved my last position, but now I am PCA working directly with the patients and this is where my heart is. And it was, I always wanted it. And I am very grateful that I was able to receive the position. Yeah. You've had some um, long, hard hours in, in your last position, I guess. And uh, this will be a little bit of a change for you. So maybe not quite so much physical. Um, yes, it's work. more, yes, true, true. The last job was very, very physical and with COVID and everything, it, it, put a twist on there that I never realized was going to happen. Yeah. And it's still intense. You're taking care of patients, but um, it's so rewarding for me taking care of patients and helping people. Yeah. You love people big and little and really all people. I just, you just love people. So um, that is a great um, position for you to be in. And I'm grateful that you are uh, given that opportunity and that your hard work, um, was demonstrated to the people who were looking for you really to fill that spot. So um, I thank God for that and uh, that he's moved you into that position. So pray it all goes well there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So today we are jumping into Luke uh, chapter 13, verses 31 to 35. And I asked Joy if she'd be willing to read that for us today. And she agreed. So uh, take it away. Okay. At that time, some Pharisees came to Jesus and said to him, leave this place and go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. He replied, go tell that fox I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow. And on the third day, I will reach my goal. In any case, I must press on today and tomorrow and the next day. For surely no prophet can die outside Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, 
you who killed the prophets and stoned those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you are not willing. Look, your house is left to desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Well done. Thank you. Um, what was something that stood out to you in this passage from Luke? For me, I love the example that came to my mind when he's talking about as a hen <laughs> gathers its chicks. It's just, it's such a visual for me. And even it, it, that part just really stood out to me. Like gather the small children to you too. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think that was the most for me that I kind of stuck right there. <laughs> yeah, that is a, a, a tender image for sure. Um, that was one of the things that stood out to me as well. Um, I saw it in a slightly different light, um, mainly because this is like Jesus is ta talking here, right? So he says, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you were not willing. Like there is an a choice that has to be made there, right? Like these people clearly chose not to. Right. Like Jesus is saying, oh, come on, I want to gather you all together under my wings like a, a mother hen, right? Gathers her chicks. I want, I want you all to be within my protection and safety. And yet there's a choice. True. But to see, not be gathered into that. As I read that, I'm thinking, why wouldn't anybody want that warmth, that comfort, that... Right. To gather there and be safe. Yeah. So, yes, I kind of tend to overlook parts like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I would like to think, again, right, that everybody who knows Jesus would come to him and want right. to be under his wings and in his protection. Um, but the truth is that sometimes this life has more appeal albeit short-lived usually, right? right? Sin has an appeal, otherwise we wouldn't be sinning. Right. Um, so there is always a short-term appeal, at least, to sin and this life. Um, but I just found it interesting, like that's, you know, God's heart um, is for his people to be gathered, you know, in his protection and safety. But as humans, we have that choice. He allows us to the free choose, will to choose. Yeah not to be a part of that, um, which to me goes to the part at the heading here. It says, Jesus sorrow for Jerusalem, or I think another translation had it as Jesus grieves for Jerusalem. You know, how must that feel when he so longs to have all people brought to him and then to know that there are going to be some who choose not to. Yeah, they, uh, that is a heavy burden to know that. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, it just, his heart for people, he doesn't want anybody to not be a part of his fellowship, but he knows that they are human and they have free will. That's why he created them. And exactly. so they can choose not to um, 
but then that you know again there's that that death destruction here desolate you know your house is left desolate um there are real consequences to choosing not to be taken in under his wing and protection and care and love um and he grieves for that you know it's just sorrowful anything else stand out to you in what we read like I say, that stood out to me the most, but you're right. Desolute, what a word. Yeah. I mean, when I, I read over that several times and I'm like, mm, that is true, but hard to hear. Yeah. You make the wrong decisions and, oh, there is very real consequences for it. And desolute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. not a, not a pleasant place to be. It's I don't not. Think. No, so, I would not think yeah. so. I found it interesting at the beginning. Um, I mean, we always give Pharisees this bad rap, like they're not ever spoken kindly of really by Jesus, but yet here they are warning him. Yes. Right. I mean, yeah. they're the ones that are coming to him and saying, Jesus, you got to get out of here. You are going to be killed. Herod will kill you. Get out of here before that happens, you know? So there is some level of care and concern that the Pharisees have for Jesus, obviously. Otherwise, they would good. just yes. pretend as if they didn't know these things and let Herod kill him. Um, ultimately, that's where we end up going, I guess, right? Where Jesus does end up being killed. But at least the Pharisees were giving him a heads up, like trying to help him out, you know, and protect him like they thought he'd want to be. They were. They were showing a kindness. Yeah. Another thing that caught me, too, is that in verse 32, I kind of just chuckle at it because Jesus replies. These are Jesus' words, right? So in the Bible, this is what he says. Go tell that fox. <laughs> and I'm like, huh. That that fox would be necessarily a, a bad word or mean maybe. But, I mean, you get the sense. He's not saying kind things. He's like, go tell my sweet friend Herod that this is what I'm going to do. He's <laughs> like calling him a fox. I'm assuming that fox has some derogatory Slight. or negative, right? Connotation mm -hmm. to it when he says that. Uh, and sometimes I think we, we don't always like to see Jesus in that like aspect of using words that would have been common to them and in calling people out and things like that. Right. We tend to view him as this always saying a nice thing, never harsh things. Um, but I think this is like a good example, even though it's, to me, just kind of chuckle worthy, <laughs> you know, go tell that fox that nice I am to, not going to stop it's doing nice what to know I'm doing. He has humor. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like he, that's a real thing that you would say, like you go tell him. Exactly. I yes. am not going to stop doing what I'm doing. I'm on a mission here and I'm going to keep on doing and I don't care what he does kind of thing. Right. Um, it just kind of gave me a, a little bit different perspective of like Jesus and how he might've spoken at that time. Um, so that's what I had. Um, and you definitely cannot pull the wool over Jesus's eyes. No, no. He sees it as it is. He does. You know? We cannot, uh, pretend. No, no. So do you have any, um, stories or examples or, you know, things that come to mind as you read this, like, you know, 
a real life example or, you know, I always have stories. I know you do. So I figured (laughs) it was, you know, shot in the dark here. (laughs) Um, This one came from Kids Zone and it was uh, the younger edge of the kids. There was four young, young fives, kindergartners, first and second graders. And this was the younger ones that had just turned five. Um, there was this sweet little girl in class that was dealing with ADHD. She was dealing with trying to find a med that worked for her and the emotions. And for a five-year-old, that has to be tremendous. Mm-hmm. On this particular day, she was hiding under a table mm-hmm. and did not want to come out to be part of our prayer group, which I did with the kids every day. We get in a circle. We called it our little prayer circle. And uh, I finally did talk to her a little bit. And you have to see that on this day, this classroom was full to capacity. <laughs> there were so many extra kids. And I didn't want to draw attention away from what we were doing, but I wanted her to be involved. And she did come out. She joined the circle. And I said it was up to her. She did or did not have to speak whether you know she wanted to or not. That was fine. Thank you for being a part of our circle. And I always let off by starting the prayer myself, what I was grateful for, what I was thankful for, what I needed to pray for. And then I would tap the child to my left. And if they wanted to speak, they would. And if they didn't have anything to say, they would tap the child to their left. So we get to the little boy that's to the left of her. Again, five-year-old wisdom. He puts his hand on her shoulder and says that he wants to pray for her. She's struggling today and he wants her to have peace. And it was just, it's so incredible. I, I'm not gonna lie, I teared up. I had a hard time doing the closing prayer at the end of that day mm-hmm. after seeing this gentleness in this child and then what it brought out as a response in other kids in that classroom. We had more prayers that day than we ever had. And yes, I made the parents wait longer than they should have, (laughs) but it was so well worth it because what I took out, I can't imagine what the kids got from that because I know I got a lot from that right there and seeing that happen and witnessing this great outpouring of love from one child to another. Yeah. And that, um, Certainly that image of that, you know, like you're gathering your little chicks around you yes. as mother hen. Um, yeah, like that little circle of um, protection and safety and, you know, just a what a tender image, right? Where those children felt safe enough to be able to share. Um, you mentioned off mic, um, the child that, the boy that prayed for the girl and I can tell you, I've seen that boy in many ways since then as well, um, as he grows and matures, uh, do the same thing. Oh, I'm sure. So that is um, a cool heart that was fostered, um, obviously by his parents, but also, you know, by you as well. And he felt safe to be able to do that and live out his faith in that way by praying for somebody else. Um, And I think like, yeah, it's just that picture of, you know, Jesus wants to gather us all into that little circle, right? That little group of safety where we can uh, be real, be honest, we can share, we can learn and grow from one another. Um, 
Yeah, just, that's a I cannot imagine image. how much growth came from how many of those kids that day. I mean, you could see it in their faces. You could see it in their demeanor. Yeah. I just, that was an incredible, I mean, there was many other days. There was always something that was great, but that right. moment, what I will never forget that moment. Right. And this is why you say you learn from these kids more it, than they learn right. from you. Right? I do. Like I do. That childlike faith is amazing um, to, to see, you know, and play out. So. It is. And you help foster that. So there is a aspect of you being a part of, you know, encouraging and teaching them and showing them and demonstrating what it's like to do that. So, um, but how cool, that's a cool image that kind of ties in with the, uh, Hen and Which is probably chicks. why that I relate to that part so yeah. much because I can still see that circle in my mind where those kids gathered in so close. It was pre-COVID, so yeah. we were right tight against each <laughs> other, and you know each other was supporting. I One mean, another, each of yeah. the each of the kids was supporting another. I mean, some were quiet, some, but by the by the time we had done the circle a few weeks in a row, every one of those children had something to say. Yeah. In their prayer. And it was just incredible to see. Yeah. Fostering um, boldness, courageousness. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Thanks mm -hmm. for sharing that story, Joy. Love yes. it. Um, so as we go into our Thursday and wrap this up today, um, I am going to use our traditional um closing or blessing for today because we haven't done that this week. So uh, I am going to use that unless you have something. No, that sounds wonderful to me. All right. Well, it is um, from the NIV version, uh, number six. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So have a great Thursday, and uh, we are back one more day tomorrow to uh, close out the week. So we will see you back tomorrow. See ya. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.